My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome, part five of the NFL Summer Series Preview Podcast. For the Oddscast, I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe Lara, Terry Tate's producer Corey. Today, it's all about the NFC South. This is the division that the Super Bowl champion in 2020 came from. But if we're talking about divisions that can see some change at the top in, in one year from the next, this one seems to be a prime candidate because we're starting with the odds. Joe, can you give us the odds? But I'm going to give you and go on the list based off of the finish last year in the NFC South. And we're starting off with the NFC South divisional winner, the New Orleans Saints, 12-4 and four last year. What are the odds for the Saints to win the NFC South this year? The Saints are plus 350. Plus 350 for Sean Payton and co. Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished 11-5. and five. They went on a run at the end of the season, won the Super Bowl. Terry Takes had big futures tickets he cashed. What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' odds to win the NFC South this year? They're minus 190 on BetMGM, but almost everywhere else, they are minus 200. Wow. that I think that's the biggest favorite in the divisional odds that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but... Yeah, maybe I do. Carolina Panthers, 5-11. and 11. Matt Rule. Uh, Panthers actually had five wins last year. That's actually more than I thought. What are the odds for the Panthers to surprise them in the NFC South? They are plus 1,100. That is the third division. Oh, it's the fourth uh, division. Divisional winner prop for a team we've seen over 10-1. to 1. Um, the others were the Bengals, Lions, and the Jets. They were all over 20 to one Atlanta Falcons, four and 12. They finished last in the NFC South. What are the odds for the Falcons to win the NFC South? Plus 900. Plus 900. All right. Let's start with the new Orleans saints. They were a team that's 12 and four last year, plus 350 this year. What changed? Um, Obviously, the biggest change probably that that of, of any contending playoff team last year, um, their quarterback change. So Drew Brees yep, retired. Drew, Drew Brees, not Drew Brees, was canceled. Oh, for the anthem, right? And forced to retire. <laughs> so big quarterback change. Drew Brees, highly accurate, but had no arm. We all watched it last year. So. Terry, I want to get your take on the New Orleans Saints because everyone's kind of just writing off the Saints this year. I think they have still a lot of decent pieces. It obviously depends on what happens with Michael Thomas as far as the skill position players go um, because even you know the last three or four years without Michael Thomas, they really had nobody uh, besides Kamara in the backfield. You, know, you, you lose Drew Brees in the accuracy in that short slant game. Uh, the dump off game to Kamara screen game. And then the defense is still okay on paper, especially in the pass rush. Um, what do you think of the saints? Where are you at with them? And then uh, we'll just go into our analysis on what would have to go right for them to win the division. But give me, give me your like thought heading into the, into the, the season here with the new Orleans saints. It is a tepid 
or sorry, not tepid, a torrid, torrid love affair between Sean Payton and Taysom Hill. Uh, I think the Saints, you know, they returned most of the same guys from their team last year. Um, I mean, and the important guys. Um, you do have to worry about Michael Thomas getting traded. Uh, that seems like it could, you know, it's a, it's a more than 50%, eh, I'd say 50, 50. Um, and if he's gone, you know, that, that hurts your offense. Uh, but the biggest, the biggest thing is Taysom Hill. He's making like 20 something million dollars a year, uh, to play quarterback. And I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. So I, I would rather, I would feel more confident if they started James Winston. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't like the Taysom Hill move ever since like I said it last year, ever since Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl, he just doesn't give a fuck and just does whatever he wants. So I, it, it's to that point where like, is he, is he going to be a stale coach, you know, where he's just going to do whatever he wants and go full FU mode, kind of like Doug Peterson. It's possible. And that that's doesn't good, make me feel great. <laughs> that's a good comparison with Doug Peterson. Um, so, you know, for all of the Saints issues, quote unquote, with the quarterback play, um, they did have the second highest DVOA last year on defense. Um, they were the second uh, best team as far as weighted DVOA is concerned, right behind the Buffalo Bills at the end of the year. Uh, I loved them last year. I thought that they were going to get one more ring with Drew Brees and it really was a fumble. I think that changed the course of that game. It was Jared cook that fumbled. That was, that was the big fumble. And the bucks then come back, win the game in the Superdome. Um, but you know, I don't really think Jameis Winston is that good either. I I'm, I'm in, in but I don't think it really matters because I think the drop off is going to be so, you know, just, so big. I, I mean, it, it's very difficult to go from a quarterback that is extremely accurate. Yes. Like did he not spread the ball down the field? Sure. But like nobody else on this team really can, can, you know, spread the field as far as skill position players are concerned. Like if you have no Michael Thomas, you're going to have Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, and then Deontay Harris as your three, kind of receivers um Deontay Harris if you don't know who he is uh he was not drafted two years ago and played at Assumption College so that is uh probably why you don't know him and you know even though the line's pretty good I just think that the the offense is going to take a massive step back I think the losing the continuity of Breeze you know even if he wasn't looking like that MVP type caliber player he was at the end of his career, he still can move the ball and still can, you know, lead the Saints down on some on some drives. So I Taysom Hill, if you look at it like analytically, even if you didn't like him, had a much better grade than Jameis Winston last year, even though Winston didn't really play a lot. Uh Taysom Hill ended up being the 27th out of 38 ranked quarterbacks on PFF. Um, interestingly enough, in 2019, it was. 88.7 grade wasn't didn't play enough snaps to get ranked, but now drops down to a 67.7 grade, which is higher than than some teams quarterback startings uh, that we've already looked over. Like you know had a higher rating than Tua last year. Um, 
but it's he's still like a lower end quarterback. I get it, even if he he ha- he brings some like transitional skills as far as the running game is concerned. I just I, I'm well, with you. I, Go ahead. Just, just to hop in, uh, according to our good friend, the mustache man, uh, Warren Sharp. For the past five years, Drew Brees ranks second out of 57 quarterbacks with a sack rate of three and a half percent of his dropbacks. Over the same time, Jameis Winston doubled that amount, essentially 6.6 percent sack per dropback, which was 35th out of 57. Well, I Taysom Taysom Hill has a sack rate of 10.7 percent, which is 79th out of 85. (laughs) That is very high. Holds on to the football. I mean, part of it is him running the ball or trying to run. It's a design run with counter sack, I think. Um, but it's it's not good with him reading defenses quickly. Yeah, and I, I think it's you know, if, if Thomas is traded before the season starts, I think that's that you can fully count on the Saints just throwing up the white flag. Like I think that is a clear as day move that's like we don't care. We're now going to see if this Taysom Hill thing works out. If we get a diamond in the rough, sure, but and, and we'll work with that. But Taysom Hill, I think he's like 30 years old. So it's not like he's the 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 key to the future for the Saints. The B- so, BYU boy, Mormon man. He actually turns 31 in, in a few days here. So I and, – and Winston isn't very – I think he's still younger than you would think he is. Um, how he, he came out when he was 21. Uh, he's going to be turning 28 this season. So it, it's uh, the Saints to me look like a prime candidate to be just punting this season and then just rebuilding. Um, because they still have some pieces on defense. Um, you know, they have some older players, even with Cameron Jordan and. and you know, on the line. Um, but Marcus Davenport's younger. Malcolm Jenkins is still on the team. He's old. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, he's still pretty young. You know, they, they have some defensive pieces to build around. It's just like, you know, punt this season and then just we'll deal with it and, and we'll we'll get our quarterback of the future next year and we'll come back. So I'm not, as, as I'm talking about it, like, I'm not very high in the Saints analytically. I don't really have them rated too high. I I would fade the Saints, but I would be if you, if you are going to fade the Saints, like I would say, go big. Like don't just count on them having this like tepid seven and ten season. Um, again, these numbers with the seventeen game seasons throw me off. What's the next thing? Eight and nine. Yeah, eight and nine season. Eight and nine. I would say if you're going to bet the Saints and you're going to fade the Saints. Bet them to be four and thirteen. Like you know, to, you know, try and get some big scores here and some big prices because I could very well see the Saints starting off slow and then, you know, Sean Payton just kind of telling his guys, "We'll get them next year." You'll see all the the, the veterans start sitting um, and them just yeah, basically tanking, getting a draft pick, and and doing like a one year rebuild kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be that bad or if they'll throw in a towel that early. Well, what's Sean Payton? If you're looking at Sean Payton's record as a head coach, 
Um, obviously very successful. The, the worst season he's had is seven and nine. Um, never had a, a season with less than seven wins. He's gone seven and nine, one, two, three, four times. Had an eight and eight season the rest of the times, uh, rest of the rest of his career, he's been over 10 wins. So it would be the first time in a while that Sean Payton would have a, a losing season. The last losing season he had was in 2016. So yeah, I, if you're betting the coaches, sure, maybe don't do that. But I just think there is a chance that they just punt. I mean, <laughs> like they're, they're, they start off the season home green Bay at Carolina. That's probably a win at new England. That's a toss up New York giants, Washington football team at Washington. So it's, and they have a buy. So you'll know pretty quickly. I think if they're going to be competitive, because if they are competitive, they'll be three and two or two and three coming out of that. If they are yeah. one and four and they have that bye week, I think that there's really, you know, no shot that they make the playoffs. Joe, do you have anything to add on the Saints here? For um, I mean, the only good thing that they really got is that they kind of kept their offensive line intact. So, you know, that's probably a good thing for protecting Winston or Hill if he's going to start. But I do think that if Hill starts, we're going to see – you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to hurt Kamara uh, and his numbers, I think, over the course of the season. I think it'll be better for Kamara if Winston's able to start this season. So you hope that Peyton can commit one way or the other, but I feel like he's going to wait until week one before he even says anything. What's so, the over under for this team? Uh, let's check. And while you're looking that up. Nine. It is nine, and that's your guess. Probably nine. That's that's my guess. While you are looking that up, uh, the Superdome is now called the Caesars Superdome. Oh wow! Which you have liked their their rebrand. What was their old sports book in New Jersey? Will Hill. Oh wow! Will Hill. Really uh, pissed. Oh. Uh. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Over is minus 150. What's uh, – give us real quick before we move on to the Bucks. I, I'm still fading the Saints. You know, if you believe in Sean Payton and you believe that, you know, kind of like Tomlin, um, I think the Saints and the, the Saints are like the Steelers of the, uh, the NFC where it's like you can really make – you can easily envision them just having a shitty year, um, but they're coaching – is best you know tier one kind of coaching two guys that have been a long time around a long time and two guys that really haven't had bad seasons so um but those teams have had very good quarterbacks for a very long time so you know this is sean payton's really first year with the go around of not having a full season of drew Brees, hall of fame level quarterback and mike tomlin's got a full season with you know a quarterback that's 40 years old and beaten, battered, and bruised, and no offensive line. So, I mean, if you're going to – if you believe in the head coaching, that, that floor is seven wins. Um, but if you don't believe in the coaching and believe that Sean Payton really doesn't give a fuck anymore, I there's no reason why this team could go 
could could have five five wins, four wins, five wins. I mean, granted, like I said, probably not going to be that bad, but I can see it. The, on the on the flip side, give me your your two sentence take on what what a divisional winner Saints team at plus three fifty. What would that look like? What what would the the storyline of that season be? Uh, it would be. Greg Roman becomes the offensive coordinator essentially and what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson and defenses just don't know what to do with Taysom Hill. So you don't think that Jameis Winston could lead this team to an NFC South championship? Uh, title, title championships, wrong word. No, not with, not with Tom Brady in the division. All right. Speaking of Tom Brady, let's go to the Bucks. Minus one ninety, the biggest favorite we've seen so far in divisional winners. Terry, what do you got on your Bucks here? Do you think that they repeat? Um, and do you think that they pretty much walk to this divisional crown as the odds indicate? I uh, do. I do think they win the division. Uh, they return all twenty-two starters from their Super Bowl team, which has. Darren Ravel, someone tweet at him. That's the first, I think that's the first time ever that's happened. Um, and I, yeah, I just don't see a team that can compete with them. Uh, you touched on it before. I think there's probably going to be some motivational issues at first. I don't think week one against Dallas, you know, home crowd there. Brady generally is pretty awesome uh, in week one games, especially coming off the Super Bowl. Then after that, you might you might see them run into a little lull, going to or playing Atlanta, then the Rams, New England, Miami, um, just because they returned all their starters and they don't really give a fuck about the regular season. They just need to make the playoffs. Um, so I think if you wait to bet them, I think you can wait to bet them probably around their bye week, which is week nine, and maybe they're just like a meddling five hundred team at that point and first take the votes an hour and a half about what's wrong with the bucks and should Tom Brady have retired before last year. Um, and then, you know, their, their schedule is pretty easy after that and ends, you know, pretty easy. So I, I think, you know, waiting till week nine, if you want to bet some, some Super Bowl futures on them might, might be the play. Yeah, I, I tend to agree actually, and and that's kind of been the story of Brady's kind of career too. Like even outside of the Bucks, like he's kind of had slow starts to begin with, and it would last year you could kind of see that happening with a new team, new schemes. Really got hot at the end there, but you know it's hard to make a case against a team that returns all 22 starters that just won the Super Bowl pretty handily um, to not at least win a division with a team, you know, really the only competition as far as like past performance is concerned that just lost their Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I really can't get around that. And they're really, there's not a lot of holes on this team. You know, they have pass rush, Kiel Barrett, Vitavea, uh, Devin White, all can rush the quarterback, even, even Golston and Pierre Paul, like they they are just very deep in coverage. They're, they're pretty good to have some good cornerbacks in the secondary. Antoine Winfield jr. Was very good last year um, as a rookie. And on the offensive side of the ball, they have a great offensive line. Again, 
Um, you know, and, and the skill players are just very, you know, they're absurd. They have three wide receivers who would be arguable number ones on each team, you know, on any other team that doesn't have like a top five wide receiver. Um, and it's going to be hard. And, and, you know, they really don't care probably as much as they, you know, there's not a lot of like diva wide receivers. They just want to win and they have this hall of fame quarterback and the greatest pretty much to ever do it around them um, to keep them all happy. And, you know, Brady was 93.3 PFF rated last year, second quarterback rated um, in the entire NFL, second highest behind only Aaron Rodgers, who won the MVP. So there's really no holes to this team. And I don't really want to keep talking about them because I really, you know, the only way this team doesn't win the division in my mind is if Brady gets hurt. That's the only other, that's the only way that they, they don't win the division. You don't trust Blaine Gabbert? I actually have Kyle Trask as their listed back of quarterback. Oh, oh, is he up to the Trask? That didn't really work. <laughs> so I don't trust either of them. Let's go. I don't know. I wanna, if they, someone, someone find me bucks to go 17 and 0. It, I, it, think, I think Brady. It's on, it's on DraftKings. Is it? Yeah, there's like a special on DraftKings. It's not that. It's only like 10 to 1. It's not that great. You're probably better off just betting them every single week and just rolling it over. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, oh, here we go. Yeah, I mean, to win all road games, they're 50 to 1. Yeah, it's not not great. 50 to 1? 50 to 1 for them to go 17 and 0. No. Yeah. 50 to 1. No. That's yeah. Crazy. 50 to 1. I'm sure you, this time. 50 to 1. Are you taking that? Uh, probably not. But I'm just thinking that would be the only motivation that, that gets him to play hard all year is if Brady's like, I want the perfect season this time. Yeah. Damn fuck it. The, fuck the Miami Dolphins. Like, all right. it's, and it's an extra game. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for catching Damn. on. <laughs> it only took you five episodes. Brutal. Carolina Panthers. Um, Matt rule five and 11 last year. And wouldn't, you know, they don't draft a quarterback, even though there was like five really good quarterbacks in the first round this year. Um, they ended up drafting JC Horn as the cornerback. I think he was like pick eight or nine and pick eight. Lucky for them, they had just, you know, made a pretty sizable, relatively sizable investment for, for NFL draft capitals concerned in a quarterback. And his name is Savior Sam. Sam Darnold, only 24 years old, um, never had a quarterback rating on PFF above 65, but he returns for his fourth season with a new team. And I don't really like this team. <laughs> like there's really not a lot to like unless you think like Sam Darnold is going to turn into like a top 10 quarterback and you know Matt Rule is like the next in the next wave of like the good head coaches which I mean granted getting five wins last year they were competitive in a few games and probably outperformed expectations especially with McCaffrey basically not playing the entire season um that's that's really the the only kind of path I think they have to win this division. Um, skill players, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, like this is this is a good fantasy team. 
I'll say that because they're probably going to be high, going to be behind in some games. Defense isn't great. Um, really only one highly rated player on PFF and Brian Burns. He's not really that highly rated 13th overall edge rusher. Um, like I said, rookie cornerback, JC Horn, Dante Jackson's a fairly decent cornerback. Um, not a lot to like on this team. So I think it's a good fantasy team. If the line can stay healthy and protect Arnold and, um, you know, keep them competitive in games. Like there'll be a lot of, you know, garbage time touchdowns to go around, but I, I do you, what is the, the path for the Panthers? Cause we have to do it for every team to win the division here. Uh, the path for the Panthers. Um, McCaffrey plays every position. Just the like NFL well, can track the other teams. <laughs> it's that bad, huh? What's the, what's the Panthers over under? Uh, they are looking at uh, seven and a half. That seems high. That is stupid high. Seems very high. And that's like over under is minus 110, respectively, for each. Like the offensive line isn't even that good. No, they're, their center is kind of old. <laughs> old center. Yeah, <laughs> classic old. <laughs> classic uh, indicator of a of a under, of an under seven is. win teams. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, they have offensive weapons. They should score points. That's what I'm saying. It's a good fantasy team. Like, but is it a team to win? games i don't know they were 21st in weighted dvoa last year um granted they had teddy bridgewater who probably is a better quarterback than sam darnold i would say pretty confidently um for what it's worth like even though he wasn't a a a guy that could win you games and 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 kind of make some things happen he just didn't turn the ball over probably a good like game manager um for the Carolina Panthers last year, but they do have weapons and and they could kind of like I said make some noise offensively, but just nothing really really excites me about this team. Even they were a better offensive team than they were last year than they were defensively. Yes. They were they were pretty bad defensively in the bottom fourth of the league in defensive DVOA. And they get worse on offense, I think. Just by way of the quarterback position. So I, I really don't think. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. Big question mark there. You have to consider the fact that Sam Darnold served two, three years, two years. This is an Adam under Gase. Adam Gase. Yeah, there we go. He has been exercised from his demons and look at what happened to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill averaged seven and a half yards per attempt, 36 touchdowns, 21 interceptions under Adam Gase, 13 and 11 record leaves. Now he averages eight and a half, a full over a yard more yard per attempt, 55 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 18 and eight. So you tell me. So. Is that the Tennessee Titans kind of thing? New new quarterback uh, unleashed from his a talented quarterback unleashed from the shackles of a former uh, coordinator paired with a All Pro running back. That's kind of yeah. There is there are some similar 
similarities here. Plus, the Panthers, if, if Matt Rule is a great coach and Joe Brady is an offensive wizard, the Panthers have the best schedule in terms of prep time and rest um, between games, like average. I'm still leaning so under. I'm they, still, have, they have an advantage there. I'm still leaning the under, but I guess I guess that's the uh, that's the path for them is that Sam Donald's the next Ryan Tannehill, um, Christian McCaffrey is the next you know Derrick Henry for you know not in terms of style but in terms of efficiency and uh, they can just score at will and Brady's a wizard and and rules a great head coach rules the next variable. Ironically. Uh, we turn to the next team who had a big hand in, in the Titans rebuild uh, now coaching the Atlanta Falcons who finished four and 12 last year, plus 900 to win the division. Um, they hire Arthur Smith, who was the Titans offensive coordinator of the last two years um, of Arthur Smith of like rich guy fame. He didn't really need to be a head coach. He's now, you know, cause his dad, like, founded FedEx. Right. Um, but he comes in here with the Falcons and the Falcons are a team that trades away Julio Jones. They draft Kyle Pitts, who's supposedly a game breaking player. A lot of people had as the best uh, non quarterback player in the draft. Um, even though tight ends aren't that great, uh, usually in their rookie seasons. But let's say Kyle Pitts is is the next kind of game-breaking tight end, replaces Julio Jones. They kind of have the same do. Kyle Pitts comes in, fills that role. They still I, I kind of like the Falcons to at least outperform um expectations. What's the over-under for the Falcons, Joe? Falcons are looking at it's like a juiced over seven and a half. So it's probably there, it's probably sitting at like a hard eight. Um Already. So nice. <laughs> uh, they're over seven and a half is minus one fifty. Over eight and a half is plus one forty. Um, and then under eight and a half minus one sixty five. Under seven and a half plus one twenty seven. One twenty five rather. And for all of and you know, I have the Falcons as the clear cut second best team in this division on paper. Um, even with the saints and, and how good they are. I have the Panthers as the clear cut worst team. I have the Falcons ranked a little bit higher than the saints uh, as far as my metrics are concerned, but the Falcons were a team that, you know, last year, even though they only won four games, they had some of the worst collapses in just like NFL history, like week after week. So they were, they were competitive. They were they were competitive four and twelve. Um, I think that this team, and we'll go through kind of what's to like about this team. But I think this team is like a fringe wild card contender, maybe a dark horse like playoff team. If you want to get some some bigger numbers on on a on a team to make the playoffs, um, they are plus two twenty five to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean three wild cards. I have them pretty much. You know, like I said, best second best team in the NFC South. I have them um, above, right below the Vikings and right below the football team as far as like other 
like they're they're right in line with there. They're they're in line with the football team Cowboys, Vikings, Falcons. Um, that that's kind of like my my second tier non-divisional leaders. The problem is that if you're looking at the playoff spot, you know, if you're a believer in like the three-headed monster, the NFC West, which we'll get to that podcast in a few episodes, you're just automatically saving two for two wildcard spots for whoever doesn't win the NFC West out of the Seahawks, Rams, 49ers. So that's, your, that's the only real issue as far as betting them to win the wildcard. But I like them. Terry, what do you think about the Falcons before you like start picking apart this team? Um, I don't love their team. Uh, I think this is like one of those years where it's just a head coaching experience type thing with an older quarterback. I, I like Matt Ryan's going to keep them in games, get them to score some points. Um, but no Julio Jones and I, their defense isn't good. Um, and they really they didn't do much in the, the offseason to make it any 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 better. So I I just like if Matt Ryan gets hurt, they'll win like two games. And he's old. He played he played on the same Boston College team as Brian Flores. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Ryan, 36 years old, um, has been in decline. The last few years, 2016 was his best season of his career. Um, and he's kind of fallen out of the top 10, but he's still kind of in that mid-tier level of quarterbacks. Um, I just don't understand how the Falcons could give up in their first five games, 38, 40, 30, 30, 23 points. And then at the end of the season, finish in the top half of the league in defensive DVOA. Um, so, I don't know. Well, that if was that's... that was what's his name? I can't think of his name. Dan Quinn. Now the interim coach, who is the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Frazier, Wesley Frazier. No, wrong. And this is it's not important. But yeah, I, no, I, it is. I, no. I, I need to. Oh, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. There it is. Because he took over. That's why. But, I mean, they still gave up a ton of points still. Like, I mean, it's – like, analytically, the numbers aren't bad for the defense. Like, they're, they're – they're, you know, on paper, individually, are they not great on defense? No, but they have some, you know – have some pass rush, pass rush with Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler Jr. Um, their their secondary is bad. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just you. think I just think that playing a last place schedule, you have a, a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL, and you have some skill position players like. This to me, like there's more upside and there's more just proven um, past performances when it comes to the Falcons if you're looking at a team like the Carolina Panthers. Like so many things have to go right for the Carolina Panthers to, to kind of burst on the scene. The Falcons have shown you last year that they can 
be in games. Um, they won some games. <laughs> they won four, but they beat the Vikings and the Raiders. Um, and they, they played in a very difficult division last year. Like for, they played four games against the Bucks and the Saints. They played their, both of their games against Tampa Bay in week 15 and 17 when the Bucks were like hot as the hottest team in the NFL. Um, and then they played the Saints who were the best team in the league on paper last year, weeks 11 and 13. So played Kansas City in Kansas City. They had a, a pretty tough schedule. Had a little bit of a bad shake. So, you know, this year they, they have a lot of bottom feeders on the schedule. They played Detroit. They played Jacksonville. They play both New York teams, Philadelphia to start the season, like New York, and and with how bad Carolina and potentially New Orleans can be, like there is a path I think to to eight wins to this team pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out if I like the the Panthers or or the Falcons more. <laughs> I I clear cut like the Falcons more. Joe, where are you at on that? I can tell. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with the Falcons. I, not really, but like, I mean, it's, it's them or the Panthers. So it's like, it's not, it's not a huge, super high threshold. Like I like, I will say I like the Falcons more than the saints. Like I think the Falcons, I am projecting the Falcons have more wins than the New Orleans Saints this year. That's something. That is something. All right. <laughs> That's something. And I'm it's gonna, like, I'm just going to start doing what you do and just repeat what you say. <laughs> that'd be good i disagree that's the joe that would be yeah, uh, the anti-joe <laughs> i'm just saying and, and like the teams that have had success like with new head coaches recently they've been kind of like the offensive wizard guys and this guy arthur smith could be an offensive wizard i mean you know he kind of rose he, he up. Could be a wizard. Yeah. He could be a wizard. So he could be, you know, he could have graduated from Hogwarts for all we know. Yeah, I mean, Fucking, it's possible. We don't know. His dad He's founded. Rich, his, so. dad, his dad founded like one of the biggest corporations in the fucking country. Yeah, and he could have just shipped them to Hogwarts. Yeah, we have no idea. If it fits, it ships. Uh, <laughs> Newborns. Well, I'm saying the Titans, the last two years, the Titans were – the Titans' offense was was tops in the league, like top five offense the last two two years. Like this is this is your Brian Dayball going to, to a team that has offensive weapons. Brian Dayball going to offensive team with weapons. Yeah, okay. You get what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm buying the Falcons this year. I'm buying FedEx the FedEx Falcons. <laughs> the FedEx Falcons. Here we also go. Also going to get an album out of it. What? what? I didn't get the joke. Yeah, it was a Kanye. Bad joke. I got Kanye on the brain. Oh. Uh, okay. I still wrote. I still don't get the joke. It's all right. You've been busy. It's okay. Like Kanye West. <laughs> all right. So. That's my path to the to the Falcons winning the. I'm not saying they're going to win the FC South, but the path is Arthur Smith is a wizard, and yeah, Matt yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan returns. He, he he does a spell on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan goes back to 2016. Matt Ryan. 
Um, he's an MVP candidate. Kyle Pitts is like George Kittle meshed with Megatron. Um, and Calvin Ridley continues to be a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And they just outscore teams and put up points so much that the, you know, 14th ranked DVOA defense kind of just treads water and they, they, they win a bunch of games. So I'm buying the Falcons, as you can tell. They're one of my one of my buy teams. Jim Cramer hit the buy 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 button, um, and that's that's that. So any part of the Falcons, we're going to the best bets. Uh, no, part of me wants to bet them to make the playoffs. That's it. That's that's my analysis. Same, but I don't I don't trust them. <laughs> but I don't trust them, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs because either Matt Ryan will get hurt or something bad will happen. Hey, maybe we'll just wing it, you know? What can you get on the uh, the Wizard of FedEx Field? Not FedEx Field. Wizard of FedEx to be uh, Coach of the Year. The Wizard of FedEx to be Coach of the Year. Wow. Arthur Smith is 14-1 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. He is third in odds. Okay. People are catching on to the Wizard, man. Yeah. That sounded like... John Gruden <laughs> in the Monday night booth. Really catching on to the wizard, man. Speaking of uh, John Gruden, he is. Can't find him on this list. Did you retire? 35 to 1. No, oh, that might be. What is Sean Payton? 18 to 1. Hmm. Lowest on the list, David Cully. I guess that's the Texans coach. <laughs> yeah. Dan Man Campbell, 40 to 1. Zach Taylor, 40 to 1. Pete Carroll, 40 to 1. Mike Tomlin, 41. Nick Rock, Paper, Scissors, Sirianni, 35 to 1. Nick Rock, Paper, Sirianni. All right, let's get into best bets here. Uh, does anybody want to go first? Uh, I'm still looking for odds, so I don't want to go first. Um, I have the bet. I'm just looking for the, the odds. I would also like to bet the Falcons to make the playoffs, but I am terrified of the NFC West getting to, you know, basically having three 11 win, 12 win teams um, with the Seahawks, 49ers Rams, which only leaves one spot for my Hogwarts Falcons to compete with against the likes of, you know, bears potentially, the Washington football team giants kind of thing. So I, I, I'm going to go with just a simple over under and I'm going to bet the Atlanta Falcons over seven and a half wins at minus minus one thirty. I found on FanDuel. Is that the best line there is? Um, I can't help you. I have my own problem. What is the, what is the bet? Falcons over seven and a half wins minus one thirty. Yeah, because it's minus one fifty on BetMGM. All right, that's on FanDuel. That's my bet. Who's next? I will be taking the Saints to miss the playoffs at minus one thirty on BetMGM. That's a good bet. Saints to miss the playoffs minus one thirty. Yeah, on MGM. On MGM, they're still called MGM. BetMGM. Bet MGM. Right, 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 right. Can you tell I'm buying time? 
How much is it? I'm changing my bet to that. What? <laughs> That's too you good can't of a do bet. That. That's too good of a bet. At what? minus one thirty, oh. same odds. I'm more confident that the Saints miss the playoffs than the Falcons no winning eight games. Yeah, that's crazy. I will be buying the Falcons, though, especially um, early on in the season. Okay. He will be buying the Falcons, he says. Um, crap. You're a wizard, Arthur. So, I... Oh, wait. Shit. I'm taking... I, I think all the win totals are, are just about right. Um, I'm, I might lean an under for the, the Bucks at 11 and a half, but that is dangerous. Um, and if we're right about the Saints and the Panthers and even the Falcons suck too, then that's, you know that bet could die pretty quickly. Um, so I'm going off the reservation here, and we are going uh, to a player prop. Ooh. First one of the year. Um, And it's something we discussed before. It's for a man who's been exercised of his demons. The one and only Sam Lego man, Darnold. And it is over his touchdown total, which on DraftKings is 23 and a half, which is even money. But MGM, it was 20. I think minus 150, and I, I would like to take that one, but I was trying to find other odds. Mm, fair. So look for, look for the social media post for the, the final number. But I like, I like 20 minus 150. Terry's punting that, that juice. Punting that best bet like Sean Pete's going to punt this season. No, no, I'm telling you, 20 minus 150. It's on MGM. I just can't find it. All right. I saw it before. All right. You keep telling yourself he, he that. had nine. His most <laughs> under Adam Gase was nineteen. Still pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. And now he can just throw fucking dump off passes to Christian McCaffrey. All right, that's it for the AFC South or NFC South. Sorry, AFC South is next. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be coming out with that one uh, the day after this. But we are telling you basically the Bucks are probably going to walk this division. Saints, uh, Joe and I bet them to miss the playoffs at minus one thirty, and then I like the Falcons. I like the Wizard, Arthur Smith, um, and then you can do what you want with uh, Carolina and Sam Darnold getting out of the shackles of Adam Gase. But for the Oddscast podcast, Tom Toledo, Joe Delera, Terry takes NFC South finished. Moving on to episode six, God Summer boy. Series preview. Oh yeah, go Bucks! Oh, wow.